Welcome to episode one. Wait, this campaign starts where? <laughs> We're all gonna die. We open with the sound of heavy waves and wind. A salty ocean breeze and gunpowder fill the air. The starry night sky is in view in the porthole above. Lights from the small space above you, above your individual cells. The clanking of chains and shifting of cargo in the tandem of swaying of the boat rocks you in your bunk. It's been three long days at sea in this cell. You each notice there is three other cells with humanoid-like figures in them. So tell me, what do your cellmates see you doing? Uh, uh, relic is meditating in a corner. But like he doesn't look very stoic. He's like looking at the in like looking towards the corner of the cell. Uh everyone would see whoever's I guess awake if I mean meditating makes me think asleep, but um whoever's awake would see a junior in the corner of his cage cell, whatever it might be, um, just, like, quickly huddled over and rummaging and trying to fashion. It looks like he's, like, hard at work at something, but can't really tell what it is. It's his big, kind of beefy hands are covering uh, whatever he's working on, but he's he's trying to kind of keep his back towards the cell door, so anyone who's walking by might not be able to immediately recognize what he's doing, but his big broad shoulders and big hunched back uh, is doing everything he can to cover whatever he seems to be working away at. I think that Feltis is pacing in whatever small space that he has and I don't think it's in like an agitated way I think it's in more of just like he is so lost in thought in, the, in his own head like trying to trying to work something out trying to figure out a solution um, that may not even have an answer um, but he's just walking kind of slowly back and forth. Um, and if, you know, <laughs> there's probably like a, a, a clean spot in the floor now in the, in the back and forth that he's walked uh, with, you know, for, for these like this, this, probably for an extended period of time. Good. Well, I suppose I should describe the cells that you each are in. So you each have been locked in a cell with a black bars well they're we'll call them dark they might be a grayish each cell contains a bunk you have a plate that arrives twice a day with rations you have a can to relieve yourself in and then you have for the most part no personal belongings you have the clothes that you wear on your back but everything else is gone. And what kind of clothes is it? Like, is it just rags? Is it like, does it look like these were... It's, uh, you, it's whatever you were wearing the day that you were captured. Gotcha. You'll also each notice that donned on your wrists and ankles are two black, well, one black cufflink around each forelimb. There are no 
markings on them. There's no real point of connection. You really can't tell where it starts or ends. But they're there. They haven't made any noise. They've done nothing but remain dormant for three days. So there's... So you said there's at the end of our wrists? Wrists and ankles. And ankles. Uh, okay. But these are just like cufflinks. They're not like manacles, not chained together. They're not chained together. Nope. But there's one on each with forelimb. Is that the right way to say all four? Okay. <clears throat> would we would we know what like had they reacted previously? Had uh, mm. you said that they've been dormant, but had they had they like what what kind of reaction had we seen so far from them? I suppose it depends on your action that maybe would have taken place. So if which we haven't quite gotten to that opportunity, but I suppose in the three days at sea, maybe you would have noticed that your access to magical abilities are gone. Mm. Um, when we get our food, is it just plates and food, or are there... Uh, do they give us like any type of utensils? No utensils. Any implements? I, you would also have a leather skin water bag in order to drink. Uh, I think Junior would like. Yeah, shit. I think Junior, what he's been working on this whole time, is uh, I'm guessing they collect the plates after food. Uh, is finished. Indeed. So, if you would uh, be so kind as to say this is in between meals, but they haven't collected the plates yet, I think... Oh, God. Junior is trying to pry the ring off of his left ankle with the plate. Because he's a big boy. He's a Goliath. So, got some got some chunky ankles. And mm -hmm. I think he is trying to pry... Oh, I'm going to regret this. Pry at the band around his left ankle. Sure. Why don't you go ahead and... Are you going to try and strength force it off? What Are you using any sort of... Um, objects to try and wedge it? I think the way he would be doing this is... Yeah, he's trying to pry it with, with strength ultimately. Um, but to add a level of engineering to this he's going to like kind of sit with his legs crossed and he's going to use his right ankle as like a fulcrum on the plate so like if his ankles are crossed and he has the plate feeding under it he has like his right ankle sitting on top of his left and he's trying to use that as a fulcrum he's trying to like break cool. it all right uh, go ahead and roll me a strength check or an athletics if you will whichever you prefer because I haven't done this before, so I don't know what to call for. Uh, you want to give me uh, advantage because of physics? Sure. Sick. Sure, that won't hurt me. <laughs> uh, 19 for 19. athletics. Good. Yeah, so what you all see and oh, hear no. is in the middle of the night, or it might, it's definitely dark, 
He try you try to pry this plate and roll me a perception check. Who? Me? You. You. Oh god. I don't want rolling more dice. I'm scared. Um eleven. Eleven. That'll work. While you're applying as much force as your Goliath arms can allow, you swear that you saw that plate in a flash pass through that band and bounce out of your hands. Mm. Uh, whoa. Okay, so... Uh, I don't know if Feltus is being observant in any way, but Junior's definitely not trying to be quiet about this, but uh, as that happens and it, the plate's like clanging around, um, Junior's like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, and he's like trying to reach for it and like scrounge it back so like, no, it doesn't wake up any guards that might be like in this, the same chamber, not trying to wake anybody up and get extra attention, um, but again, because he's 8 feet, 300 pounds, it's like a large couch just quickly reached across the cell so I'm not sure if Theltus would have seen that but he like pins himself on the plate and kind of looks over at Theltus and he goes, don't look over here and just like turns back around with the plate Relic's face is like now pressed to the bars like looking at Tom as he noticed it as a junior <laughs> as he noticed it question for DM go ahead did did Relic, did Relic notice? Or I guess you and I have to roll off? Perception against my sleight of hand to hide me fucking up? Uh, if you wanted him to oh. see it, then I I don't care. If you were aware, I would. let's say you were aware that there were no guards around. Okay. How, how sleight of I handy think, would you have been, I suppose? I think Junior would have tried to, like, hide that he fucked up. Like, okay. one out of fear of waking someone up, but two also, like, no one saw that kind of thing. But I also think Junior just thought Relic was dead if he hadn't, if you've been meditating for three days, is what you said? So I, um, he was meditating mostly. Um, you'd probably also notice in a cell that he was kept being brought food, but he doesn't eat. Yeah, so, Junior thinks he's dead. 100% Junior thinks he's dead. So there's there's a pile of food in the corner, but if you look at it, like, some of it's, like, stacked, like... Like, you ever make, like, a Waffle House with your breakfast? There's, like, a <laughs> weird, like, house of the food in the corner, but you didn't really notice him making it, you're just noticing it, it's there, like... Hmm. Okay, Junior thinks that he's dead and his ghost is cleaning up his food. I don't even know how Junior would interpret that information. <laughs> if, if he never actually sees him him doing it. Was he only doing that when we were sleeping, or did anybody notice? Um, he probably would have been doing it when people were sleeping. He's uh -huh. meditating, like, mostly throughout the day just out of boredom. But now his face is, his face is, like, pressed to the bars, looking directly at Junior, like, Hi! Uh, okay, uh, hello? Uh, you're alive? Hello? Um, technically, yes. What, what does that mean? Well, that really depends on what you mean by alive. I mean, if you're speaking philosophically or, you know, physically. I am alive in the sense that I'm aware of myself and my own thoughts in the room around me. 
but brought about by magical means. Um, I think. I think Junior slowly turns his head towards Deltis just to like, kind of be in a, am I losing my mind for being in prison or is, are you seeing this too? So Theltis is still still continuing to pace, but you can notice that he has slowed down a little bit and his head is slightly more turned to the side as if to give him a better uh, kind of like, put him in better earshot of what is happening and also like allow him to kind of uh, perceive this a little bit more, um, this conversation, because uh, apparently it is uh, it has taken him out of his uh, whatever mind palace uh, Theltis had been visiting previously. <laughs> Uh, what to rally? What is uh? What's your name? You, you have a name, I'm assuming. Oh, you're alive yes. and not alive. Rude of me. I've been told introductions are a normal thing that people do. My name's Relic, and he reaches his hand out through the bars. I have no idea how close Junior is to me. I don't know if we're like are these cages are like feet oh, yeah, apart, exactly. or if he's like a, like how close are they? I did not map that out. I'm gonna map. I'm gonna, we're gonna. We're gonna assume that there's a walkway in between. So there's four cells. Obviously, well, no, there. We'll say there's more that stretch farther, but there's four in your vicinity, and uh, we got an aisleway between the two, kind of that makes up the center of the boat, and um, we're gonna. Say, All right. Well, that's the same color. We are rolling to. Yeah, All right. Understand. All right. Um. So you, Feltus is. Let's say that uh, if. Celtis is to Junior's left. Their their cells have conjoining bars. And Junior is directly across the walkway from Relic. Okay, so okay. Relic's reaching so, out into the aisle and Junior... Into the aisle, he still has his hand like outstretched, even though there's no way that Junior could probably reach him, and he's just making awkward eye contact for like a couple seconds. Uh, shit, dude. I think Junior goes and, like, after seeing that Relic's arm didn't explode from this band reaching through the gates, uh, I think Relic, Junior's gonna try to reach as well. Long-ass arms, I might be able to actually reach. <laughs> so, even if we, like, can't touch, Junior's trying to be polite and, like, maybe just, like, fingertips. It's just, like... Let's, let's say, let's say you can woogity 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 across the aisleway. <laughs> That's all you need. That was strange. I've never had a handshake like that. Before. Uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of out of necessity. Um, I don't think really anyone shakes hands like that that I've met. Uh, but generally, we're not trapped in small cages when it happens. Um, Relic was your name? Did you say? Or did you say you had to yes. do introductions? Okay. Uh, nice yes. to meet you. I'm a junior. Um, my friends call me Junior, so I guess. I guess we're friends now. We're friends? Yeah. That's wonderful. Do I you, never make much many friend? friends. Of Why? course I do. But I would love to be your friend. What do you do to your friends? 
well, most people find me, um, I believe the word was Dead? annoying. Oh. Well, the good news about our relationship is I haven't known you long enough to think you're annoying, so... Start as friends. That's great, because I personally don't think I'm very annoying. I think it's the fact that I don't sleep almost ever. I can pretend to sleep, but it's mostly just I go into an inert state where I meditate. Um, and because of that, I tend to have a lot of energy, so I'm, I'm talking many of the times that I'm awake. And people find that annoying for some odd reason. I thought most humanoids like to converse with other sentient beings, so I'm not too sure why they find it annoying. I... I might understand what your your friends, past friends, were saying, but I think it uh, just shows your enthusiasm for your non-life life. It's just you're you're experiencing everything. That's nice. I like that. Mm, mm hmm. Exactly. I like to experience all manner of things. That's actually why I got stuck on this boat. I left my home to try to experience as many things as I could. My master told me it would be good for me because I can't just stay in the monastery and meditate all the time. And some of the other people at the monastery were trying to, starting to find me um, anno annoying again because I would constantly ask them questions about where they came from, um, what do they do, why are they there. I know why I was there. You know, they found me buried under the ground when they were expanding the, the walls of the monastery. So, and that's where I came from. I don't even know where I was before that. Sometimes I have visions, weird visions. Wow. I think Feltis is staring mouth agape now. Uh, has stopped pacing completely and is like slight gap, slight gaped mouth, just staring directly at <laughs> Relic as he uh, regales this, this tale. Oh, hello. Please, uh, don't let me, uh, don't let me interrupt. Uh, please keep going. This is incredibly fascinating. What do you mean you were discovered in a monastery that was expanding? Like you, they, they moved a tree and you were just there? What do you mean by that? Oh, I was in the ground. Okay, so, so you, you, you've been dead. I don't know if dead is the right word for it. They're trying to expand the training grounds, and while they were digging for some new foundations, that's where they found me. And for several days, I was just totally inert. They thought it was some weird machination of war, possibly a statue, possibly even some type of decoration, if you believe that. Me, a decoration. That's ridiculous. What would you do? Put lights on me, stand me in the corner of your home, and put gifts around me? Strange. But, no. Just in the ground. Uh, foundations are, are deep. How deep in the ground did they find you? Oh, it was about 12 feet. And Junior looks towards the else. He's like, I'm, I think you might have died. He, he's looking at, uh, looking over at, at Junior and kind of slowly nodding and then looks back at Relic. You are incredibly fascinating, son. I would and take no offense to this, but I'm sure you would be incredibly interesting to study. Well, that's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. No one has ever called me interesting or fascinating before. Can we be friends? And he's reaching his arm out 
took Beltos through the cage. I think Junior looks over towards this like interaction and he like gets a big old grin. He's like, oh. I think that uh, I think that Beltus, uh you see their uh, their you know their draconic mouth kind of spread into a into a smile. Um, I think this is this is just like this inter whole interaction is incredibly charming and wholesome uh, to him and to pretty much I can't imagine a person alive that wouldn't think so. Um, and uh, I, I think that he uh, he can't he doesn't even attempt to reach out towards um, just knowing he can't because he's like diagonal I believe from Relic he is yeah, he is even further he, away. Celtus uh, is right next to Relic. Apologies oh, no, if okay. I described that. Yeah, you share a cell wall with or cell. Oh, absolutely. So then I would um, absolutely if he reaches if he reaches his hand into into Feltus's cell, like Feltus would absolutely shake his hand. Um, yeah. So yeah, would shake your hand and go. It is a it is an absolute pleasure to meet you. My name is Feltus Tazalia Soldrin, the forty sixth of my name. The forty sixth of your name, and Relic has like a very firm grip on your hand, and he's shaking your hand pretty aggressively. The forty sixth of your name. That's a long lineage. Has it always been a family family name of yours? And has it always been a dragonborn name? Whole time, so aggressively handshake. Beltus is a very frail individual. I think he's gonna try. I think he's gonna try to slip his hand out in his as least an offensive way as possible. He's gonna try to disengage from the handshake to avoid the hand crushing. Oh, Relic's not offended at all. He. Oh, my apologies. I've been told that I linger too much in certain situations. Uh, no, I understand it's, um, it's, it's, it just, when you get to my age, things become a little bit more frail than they were previously. Yes, um, the, the Tazalia name, my name, is one that's been passed down through my, through my family. We are distant descendants of the, and as he's saying this, you can see him, like, puff up with a little bit of importance. Um, we are distant descendants of the great emerald dragon, Tazalia the Eternal. Eternal? That's interesting. Indeed. Because you, from what I understand, I don't know if I can die, so I might be eternal. Wait, you can't I, die? I don't think so. I've been alive, well, alive as we said, a relative term if we're speaking philosophically or metaphysically, um, here on this plane of existence since they found me in the ground probably some 200 years. So I don't know if I have a lifespan. I've never been sick. I don't eat food. Um, it's fun. You, um, you, hear a, you hear a chuckle from this fourth cell near you. And uh, it's a very soft... It's not like a maniacal, like, chuckle. It's just... It's <laughs> Where we go, everybody dies. And it's always have good to have friends to die with. And you each notice a fourth figure, humanoid. You, in through the shadow of the starlights, you can see a humanoid head figure... However, there are horns that extend from the forehead, as well as a fifth appendage of some kind that you can't really figure out where it comes from. And then you see 
and then you see, for the first time in three days, the soft yellow glow of eyes looking at you. And then into the light steps or leans a soft purple tiefling in dark gray uh, clothes. Says, the name's Asher. Nice to meet you guys. Asher, it's a pleasure to meet you. I can't think of a better day that I've had. I think I just made three friends. They told me I wouldn't make many friends, but here I am, trapped in a cage, making friends. Isn't that just incredible? That was pretty somber, what you said, that we are all going to die, though. Do you not know where we go? Uh, I don't think anyone's actually told us. Um, do, you, do you know where we're going? Sounds like you do. Well... <sighs> I suppose it's better that we start with where we've been. I am... I'm Nuardian. I, where, where are you from? As he, lean, you know, kind of motions to the group. Well, my name's Relic. Um, I come from a monastery in Sakal, in the deserts of Sakal, actually. Um, I've lived there for the last 200 years since they found me in the ground when they were expanding the training grounds. They found me in the ground. Wow. And uh, you, big fella, where are you from? Uh, Sakal as well, not a monastery. That uh, would be uh, probably more exciting than... I don't really know much about monasteries, but uh, small town, Sakal, um, you know, quiet... Uh, I was just sort of running an errand, uh, kind of my first time uh, away from home, and I end up in this, so that's, my dad's going to be pissed about that. Um, I think, I think, well, you sound like you might know how to get us out of here, right? Like you've, you're, you're already talking about where we're, where we're stopping. This is, this is probably just a miscommunication. Um, I can, there... I can see if maybe, maybe I can get us out of here. Uh, is there someone we could talk to? Do you know who's, like, running this? We don't want to talk. I'm sorry, I'm nervous. We, it would be better that we don't talk to them. You, Dragonborn. So they don't want to be my friend? No, they, they want to remain your enemy. I, I am sorry. But, Dragonborn, where are you from? He, uh, he looks in kind of, like, being just referred to as Dragonborn kind of closes his eyes. Doesn't like uh, it's a little bit less formal than he likes to be, uh, you know, kind of spoken to. Um, and then opens them. Well, you heard my name, of, of course, but I was also Sakali, and seems as though they had well, maybe they just had an area they were collecting us all from, but uh, I was on a sojourn of sorts. Making my way around the... Well, my business there was my own, but I was making my way around the eastern regions of Sakal to... On a hunt of sorts, looking and following up some leads that I had found. Mm. But it's not important. Well... Wow, that's cryptic. I, um, I'm not sure if you all have heard the stories 
the dark stories of people being captured. Maybe it was only known of in New in Nuwarda. People have been disappearing for years. What do you uh, what do you remember from where you were last? Well, I had recently left the monastery and I made my way over to uh, Arrowshire, which was just to the west of the monastery where I was. And I was just going about my normal business. I was trying to see if I could learn more about uh, life in general. And I remember I was looking at a tree and there was a lot of, um, I believe there are squirrels that were in it. And I was trying to catch them because I wanted them to be my friend. And I was there for three days. Squirrels are fast. I, uh, how I imagine that that moment ends as Relic is trying to convince squirrels to befriend him is, is that he feels a quick, sharp, sudden shock of pain over his left shoulder. And he blacked out and then woke up here and uh indeed what about you is it Celtis sorry for my offense earlier I'm I meant none he uh he does a little nod of uh and you can tell that it it improved his mood by uh just the the slight apology uh the uh the 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 formalities being uh you know kind of observed there I was making my way around the Ebon Ridge. I had finally made my way out of there. It takes, once you get to a more advanced age like like me, it's travel takes a little bit longer, even with magics at your disposal. But I had been looking up and trying to figure out how I was going to traverse my way up into higher into the ridge when I don't really remember the rest. Indeed. You would recall a similar pain as your moment ended. And Goliath, well, I, Junior, is it? Uh, yeah, 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 Junior. Uh, I was running an errand for my dad. I, I told him I was going to be uh, okay. So he told me this kind of things happen. He's going to be pissed. Um, uh, yeah, I was uh, starting to, you know, strike it out on my own told him I could protect myself um probably let that one slide but um he told me to meet up with one of his friends in in Whitport so I was you know I was at literally a crossroads and I was thinking either left to Whitport run this errand be under the thumb of my dad forever or turn right and uh strike it out on my own uh and I panicked and I went towards Whitport because um you know don't want to let dad down that'd be awful and I woke up here I imagine... It seems you chose the wrong path. I imagine all the stories ended the same. Much like mine. I was traveling across Nuwarda. My brother was one of the captured. And I had heard that they... The captures were unknown and their targets unknown... There was really no trend in who they were capturing. Most 
none know even what is capturing. And the, the last thing I remember, walking down a city alleyway and a sharp pain in my left shoulder, I blacked out and woke up here with these things around my forelimbs. Except for my tail, of course. They left my tail alone. As he, like, pulls it around. Do we know what those do? I was trying to take one off, and it just, like, stopped existing for a second, and my plate went flying. I don't... Do you know... Have you taken them off? Do you know who takes them off? I don't... This is a new part of the story for me. I expect that they... I observed your attempt from my cell, and I expect that they have more powers than they will allude to or likely disclose to you. And, uh... I noticed that. You mentioned your, your brother. Were they... They're missing as well? They are. They were missing as you went out looking for him? He's been missing for... Gosh. It's been ten years now. Oh, wow. And do you think... It's hard to hear that. Wherever we're going might be where he went? That's... That's what we think. There was no trace. And after ten years of looking... It's the only thing that I can think that happened to him. As more and more people around me began to be taken or go missing or whatever it is that is happening. Can I feel where, like, I got the sharp pain? Can I do, like, a friendly medicine check? Is there, like, a puncture point or something? Yeah, um, yeah, you do find uh, two prong marks there. That scabs, I suppose, at this point now. It's been a couple of days. We'll say it's been a little bit more than that because travel to the boat, right? Do they seem like punctures or burns from what he can feel? I would say that they feel like a both. We'll say both. The puncture goes in about maybe a eighth to a quarter inch deep. Gotcha. It's very shallow. Um, and then suddenly, out of nowhere, you guys hear lightning and storming above you. And... All of a sudden, you start to feel the boat come alive as there's deckhands running around across the deck and they're yelling out commands. And um, I'd have you roll dexterity saves, but I feel like for the most part, you guys, maybe, I guess maybe Theltis, tell you what, we'll have you roll a constitution check. Well, maybe you're not that seaworthy. Don't have your sea legs yet, and uh, let's see if <laughs> there's any seasickness in the group. Oh god! Oh shit! I got an eight. 
<laughs> I forgot Theltus has really good con. Uh, Ooh. 17 plus 4, 21. Doing good. He's He is born with those sea legs. He's, he's been around. Theltus is, uh, is no spring chicken. Yeah. And I know Relic doesn't have any upchucks. I'm going to have to... Relic would be incapable of vomiting. Indeed. There are other things that uh, one can become... Other fluids. Other other fluids, I don't know. Other destruction. Other sh chicanery. I'll give you a deck save to see if he's that That's fair. natural 20. Perfect. <laughs> then I, I kind of let's, imagine let's that go. Relic is just doing it on one hand. He just is with it. Um, Asher Asher has clung to a ceiling bar with his tail and is literally swinging, swaying like cargo. Uh, and Feltus uh, holds on. Junior definitely feels it. He is, this is not his normal. And, uh, but I don't think he totally loses his, his ration. And um, this this goes on for hours, long into the night. And it does, the storm ebbs and flows and, but I think that this is maybe where we, you, you try to find some sleep for, for the night. And uh, what is, what does, I know that Relic doesn't sleep a lot, but what does, what do we each kind of dream of or hopeful or on our minds as you try to find some sleep during this storm? Um, Relic tries to get into his uh, meditative, like, position where he is still alert, but he's trying to clear his mind. And when he does that, he does, in a sense, dream. But his hmm. dreams are more, he has, they're more akin to memories of things that happened in his life before he was found at the monastery. There's flashes of, like, war, warfare, and blood, and carnage, and battlefields. And he tries to be at peace with those memories as he best he can. Hmm. Like that. Terrifying. Uh, I think Junior is trying to fall asleep, but if the sea is not really keeping him awake, it's like the disappointment in how little he's accomplished since he set out and he told everyone back home that he was going to be okay. Um, so he probably is having dreams of like being rescued by his friends and family back home and like the stern talking to he's gonna get because uh, he's already blew it so I think he's yeah just having like kind of nightmares of disappointing those like the people around him I think Feltis um, I think Feltis is I think Feltus's dreams, honestly, a lot of times, especially in these situations, they kind of just, like, tend to get a little bit, like, 
don't know. They have a lot to do with, like... I feel like they're, like, the worst-case scenarios. A lot of things that Theltis is, is thinking about all the time is, like, how to get out of this. Like, when he was, like, kind of in his mind palace trying to figure out a solution for this, you know, without magic, without, you know, strength. Like, this this is a very limited uh, individual in this situation. Um, and I think that only thing he has is his mind. And so I think that what... He kind of starts to uh, catastrophize a little bit as he's as his like unconscious mind um, kind of takes over when he's sleeping, and um, I think that like it's a it's a dream that goes through getting like dragged out of the cell by someone into like darkness and the boat going down and like drowning and like it's just all of these potential things that his conscious mind probably actively like thought about and then immediately moved off of it to a solution but his unconscious mind can't fend them off in the same way mm -hmm. um, and i think that he like i think it's just you know those kind of like death focused nightmares wow that's i don't know which one's scarier relic or Theltis, but y'all both have some issues here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this episode brought to you by better help <laughs> right i mean it's not but you should. <laughs> <laughs> you all three spend a rough night of rest. Some, it's because of the boat. Most, it's because of that rough inner monologue that y'all have going on. However, it's, it's something. We open with the gleam of sunlight peering in from that same porthole over the top of your both cells and you hear in a gruff voice after a knocking of bars good morning chosen ones we have arrived in Aramil I sure hope your travel with us has been highly unsatisfactory please prepare your belongings for disembarking you'll be getting the heck off my ship Great. You have nothing. You need nothing. Sit tight. We'll be landing in just a bit. Relic turns to Theltus and says, like, I don't like this man. No, I find him to be incredibly, incredibly rude. He didn't even say please or thank you. I know. I thought we were guests. He called us the chosen ones, and then that was quite rude. What does this person look like? In, in stature and... Um, it is a, uh, he's in pirate garb, right? So he's got his captain's hat, kind of brownish leather. However, what you find strange was, is that it was an old, kind of like, brickish red dragonborn. That's about and we walked by them, or like we were being... Hey, he, like we exited the bottom he, of the ship, and he was just yelling at us from below. Uh, you stay. You were in your cells. He kind of stepped down a stairway to the right of you all and shouted. Um, afterwards, a ship steward comes along, just a a young human. Uh, just doesn't say anything. He comes by and he delivers the plate of rations that you all received. Every day for the last now four days. What are the plates made out of? Um, they're just made out of 
aluminum, just like really lightweight, clangy, deadbeat plates. Um, very frail. Your strong Goliath arms, you could bend it into a dream catcher if you wanted to, but. <laughs> um, don't catch any though. Dream catcher. I don't know. That was the first thing. Origami. Holes in it. That was the first origami shape that came to mind. I don't know. I, I don't know why that. a swan or something else didn't. But so anyhow, um, and uh, you just hear a, a soft. Uh, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. As you walk by, are they wearing? They're the just same bands. Uh, nope. You don't see any bands on them. No bands on the mm. human. Hey, uh, but, um, are you okay? He has he like doesn't respond, horse. and he just keeps oh. walking. Hmm. Uh, as you're talking, you begin to hear the sh- the sounds of ship harbor people talking and uh, calling off for ties and harbor type words that I don't know. Bo- boats and things. Boats and things. <laughs> And you begin to hear birds and the the cry of seagulls as of as you've approached you're approaching land for the first time in many days. You can you can hear the shackles of people and cell doors. You can see down the walkway on the other side of some of the the pillars inside the boat as cells are being emptied and um, you notice people of all cultures you, it really doesn't feel like there's a mixed or, or a, a single isolated group of people or groups, right? Obviously, the four of you that are now before you are four different. Yes. So uh, you said that we, we've already left the ship? No, not yet. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. We're like there, just looking you, at the people that are being... You can see, us. yeah, you guys are probably first on and last off, right? Got it. Okay, as okay. they are disembarking and what you can see is is that as this the we'll call them prisoners as they step out of their cell they uh you see the guards that they mostly all still in this pirate garb as they ha- they don the bands with a wand a black like stick it's more of like a a baton as they tap the bands and then they they bind immediately to their wrists their their feet they do don the beat stick onto those but you don't you don't see anything you they don't stick together but they do don the feet and as the go ahead check as i see this happen sure so what what i'll say is is that the guard makes his way to your cell and it's just alright then hands out in front of you I'm sorry there was gonna, something I was going to do before the guard came to me that's why I asked the oh, order sure 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 that's fair um, to your point of flimsy aluminum plate um, Junior is going to try to kind of back to the, the procession of prisoners um, he's going to try to like fold it in half and then fold it in half as many times as he can to get it like thin and then he is going to try to run it through like the belt seam 
you know, like on the inside of pants, how there's like the oh on his on his person. Yeah, but like inside, like along his hip, but like okay. the inside of his pants, just to try to sneak it out if he can. Sure. Uh, roll me a sleight of hand. Just on the Glenn, chance of you. <laughs> Fuck. Six. Okay. Gone, gone are the days of those roguish uh, hands, huh? <laughs> I'm so used to our characters. Plus a bunch. I'm, yeah. Right? I'm, 17 plus a bunch. Making pillows with that stuff. I. I'm so new to this level six versus like 20. Oh, yeah. That I'm like, you roll a six. You die. You. <laughs> you. I guess you. All right, you do it, right? Junior, junior I gotta lower. Too. I gotta lower my expectations here a little bit of what I'm expecting here. Uh, twenty-seven. <laughs> I roll a twenty-seven. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Roll a six. And you roll a six. And then okay. yeah, the guy comes through. Okay. Arms out. Yeah. You do that, and uh, all right, then arms out. And as you bring him out he pulls out his keys and opens the cell door and you he kind of like dons the the platinum or not platinum but the black metal bands if you will and they stick together and then uh he drop he kind of like blend leans down and you see him kind of touch the side of one of your the left ankle and you don't feel anything, though. And uh, he's like, hey, all right, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, uh, Feltus is itching to do a Arcana check on that, uh, on that, on how this magic is working. All right. Um, if you don't mind. Uh, sure, yeah, let's um, go ahead and roll that Arcana check. Uh, it's an 18. Ooh, an 18. Um, you would sense that there is like a, are you, let me, let me ask the question then. What are you specifically trying to, are you trying to isolate something or are you trying to get like a general sense of what's going on here? Yeah. So I think with Arcana being like a history of like how magic works, I think mm -hmm. that he's. I think that Feltus is just like he's an incredibly like he's an academic. So like even from like a just curiosity standpoint, is trying to understand like oh like is what kind of magic is this like how mm. like trying to understand how it potentially functions. Sure. Um, and it just I, I think that he just like is I think he's a, he's an individual that's like omnipresent to un trying to understand and, and dissect magical uh, you know magical means. Sure, sure. I think with an 18, what I will give you is that uh, you get the sense that for whatever reason, the items are somehow sentient. That's what I'll give okay. you. Hate that. Hate I'm that. way more scared than before <clears throat> I asked that question. Good. Um, and so... I would say that uh, he would 
for the brevity's sake, unless anybody has anything, that he would essentially bring you all out individually, one at a time, out of your cells, and he would don the wrist, they would attach, and then he would don the left ankle. And then... Oh, and he, unless we have anything else, he would... Oh, then, off we go, and uh, up the stairs, then. And... Uh, who would uh, who would be first to kind of go up the stairs, or who's gonna? I I don't know. We could, Relic would immediately be like, right. "Okay, we need to go this way." Sure. Is it these Great. stairs? Are there any other stairs that we need to go up, sir? I just want to make sure that I'm following the directions. Just follow the right. first command that I give you, and then that's it until I give you another command. Well, which was the first command? Up I'm the getting stairs. quite confused. Up the stairs, indeed. So there are no other commands beyond that? Just up the stairs? Up the stairs and wait. Uh, and Junior, wait for who? Me! Junior from, like, behind Beltis is gonna, like, turn back to the guy barking at Relic. And he's gonna, like, quickly flare at him and say, like, you can say please and try to imitate him. I could, but I don't have to. And he pokes you and uh, zaps you for three points of lightning damage. All right, I, guys. Oh, is... Guys, I think we should we should go now. As uh, Asher is walking up the stairs and headed towards the top, Feltus is adequately intimidated, uh, and I think his self preservation kicks in. And I think he immediately would follow Asher, not wanting to be the last person in line, basically with that guy at his back who has the the lightning rod. Junior's taken like the complete pale. He's begrudgingly, but kind of right. being the, the back line. You, as you all come up onto the deck of this ship, it is a medium-sized vessel, I would say. It has you know three mast posts, and it stretches, and there are probably another, a two other set of stairs that go down, and, um, and you notice you're, you're at the uh we'll switch over to Aramil here. We're now inside a a bay. And in that bay, you can see before you you see a coastline. And on that coastline, there are stretches of trees and dense forests and um over to to the left of where the port is. I would say you guys are probably uh, you're at the coast of where 14 hits the, the water, right? Um, which I don't, I didn't update my overlay. So 14 is still technically Mount Soulfire, but they're still flipped and that's on me. Um, but it is actually the stronghold. And, um, off to the side, the rest of the coast, it's all, I would say, cliffs for the most part. We they have an isolated entrance that allows them up into the landscape. Uh, everything else is cliffs for the most part, um, and you can see on the on the docks they are pulling people out of these boats, loads of them. There's probably half a dozen to a dozen boats of people just unloading. And they are loading them onto these carts. They are not necessarily being loaded into cells. 
And um, what I would say is, is that uh, you're being all kind of moved along off the boat, onto the dock, and into the back of these open air, kind of free seating carts. And there's a bench along the both sides and the back of the cart. There is no top to it. And on the front of the cart, there is a there there are four seats. You see a, a driver, you see the passenger next to that, that maybe is the co-pilot, and then behind them, raised a little bit higher, is a a guard that is several you know, a couple of feet above the heads of those sitting at the base of the the back of the cart, if you will. Um, there's also a fourth seat that is actually on the side of the cart. That he, it, maybe it's not a seat. Maybe he's stuck standing. Kind of like the, um, maybe like how they would stand on the back peg. You know, the person who gets the door, right? Kind of that sort of a seat, if you will. Um, and so, I'm not trying to mu- rush things along, but, uh, they would get you loaded into the carts and... They would begin your journey uh, up this dirt trail led by horses. Now, the horses, um, for the most part, look normal. However, they have some strange, dark, necrotic-looking hooves. They, they almost look decaying, like there is blackness that is stretching up their hooves. Otherwise, brown, white, spotted, horses of all color. Other than their feet, all having strange blackness at the base of their hooves. Normal. Um, and as we head away from the... I'm gonna change this up. As we head away from the harbor, we come up over a ridge. You, the carts are all heading in tandem in a line. It's a dirt road. There's really no markings. There's no signposts. There's no guard towers. It's just a dirt trail. And out in front of you, from what you can see, are maybe you're in the middle of the pack. You have half a dozen or so carts to the front and some behind you. And as you come up over the ridge, you see out to your left a smokestack billowing off the peak of what appears, what appears to be an active volcano. The landscape around it is charred. Uh, It's charred desert for miles. And it borders that dense forest that I was mentioning. That you can kind of see that mountain ridge where the gray is on the map. and, And that would be the expanse of this charred desert that you can see. Uh, roll... Well, I'll just tell you. 
you notice that as you're walking along this road, the road is kind of like on it for a moment, for a time, it borders where the dense forest meets the charred desert. And it looks as if the desert and the trees, like the desert is killing the trees. Interesting. Um, yeah. And you continue on this trail for maybe 15 to 20 minutes. Nobody says a word unless you have, I suppose I would offer it to you if there's anything that in the cart with you obviously are the three of you and Asher uh, amongst them, other humanoid-like creatures. Um, but otherwise, it's I mean, not, fairly not to, quiet. Not to actually RP, RP it, but um, depending on how long this journey is, I mean, Relic is most likely talking incessantly to anyone that he can, like, rouse in a conversation, whether it be Junior Theltis or Asher. He might just look at something off in the distance and be like, that type of tree? I just found that type of tree for the first time ever. Did you know that there's a difference between coniferous and deciduous trees in the way that they bloom as well as reproduce? I found this very, and he's just like on a tear, just talking about like things that he sees and that he knows anything about. I think in much in the way that you would respond to a toddler um, that is that is just talking at you incessantly. I think that Feltus is being a really good sport, but he is being very careful not to talk because I don't think that he I think that he's afraid that if he speaks, uh, he might upset one of the guards and get the prod, the cattle prod himself. Uh, so I think he's just like sitting there like very like like giving him a little like giving uh, Relic a little like smiles and like definitely like kind of kind of situation but and, and nodding but I don't think that he says it. Junior is trying to see if he can flex his way out of like any time he has a bit of energy he is trying to pull his wrists apart there seems to be no give on the the bands roll roll me some kind of a check if you will you uh, if you're if you are incessantly trying to break out of these bands, roll. Tell me what you're rolling, and and I'll give you something. I think the only thing he could think of right now is strength, so go with that. Uh, Fifteen on strength. Hmm. Uh, that's not enough. But what I will tell you is, is that maybe maybe he's maybe he's up here and he's like trying to leverage whatever he can, you know, and. It's almost as if the bindings are fused together. Hmm. So it's no longer just a space, now they're just one thing. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um Anything else? No? Okay. Alright. Long for the scenery. <clears throat> and tree talk. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Uh, we 
our journey somewhat takes a bit of a turn as we turn away from the charred forest up more into the mountains. And we round a large curve. And there, as we reach the peak of one of the mountains, and before you, you start to see a whole, what you would presume, well, we'll say a whole fortress, a stronghold, if you will, that is built into the side of this mountainscape. You, there's, they are all made of, uh, they have red, brick red roofs, and they're all made of like a solid stone. And uh, there are structures of all different sizes, large, small, some really small, um, some that look ornate, and others that look run down. Um, there's also a, you see multiple guard towers um, that ha- have guards standing ready, prepared, on lookout. You also see multiple stretches of wood walls um, that range somewhere upwards of what you would guess to be about 20 feet high. And the walls, as you're kind of pulling up closer, you see it stretches the whole length of the right-hand side of the, the walkway up into Stronghold. And as the, ho- the horse trod comes to a stop, the driver says, he turns and says, Welcome to Elder Fang Stronghold. And all of a sudden, everybody is beginning to dismount. Peter looks to Asher and goes, uh, Have you heard of this place? Do you know where we are? Do you know what this place is? I've heard of none of these places beyond the idea of people being taken. I don't know where I am. This place, Aramil. This stronghold, I do not know what purpose it serves. Celtus, you're old. Have you heard of this place? Yes, yeah, Celtus, you are quite old. <laughs> you see his scales ruffle a bit as he uh, and it kind of as he kind of like sinks back for a minute and then puffs himself up. Goes <clears throat> now. I might have seen more seasons than you all, but, well, maybe not you, Relic, but... No, I'm quite old. I just don't age the way that you guys do. You know, your frail humanoid bodies tend to decay over time. Not mine, though. He also mentioned something about living in the dirt for an unknown amount of time. So, there's not much to see in the dirt. Mm. I could be very, very... I could be very old. Centuries. Millennia. Even. Imagine that. Right. Theltis, have you ever heard of Aramil? I've heard a tale of an island that moves around and is difficult to track down. But I don't know anything about its... what it contains. Aside from its legends, and even those are fleeting. 
I unfortunately have a suspicion that we will become far more intimately familiar with this place than any of us would desire to. And as Theltis says that, you hear the guard, Everybody's to check in at the entry tower. You'll be given your rations and your sack on check-in. And uh, everybody is being filtered out of these wagons near the edge of the map. Um, and you see number six, you see a, la- a line kind of beginning to form. And there is a platform that you walk up onto where there are tables and guards and other prisoners that are being uh, being given items as well as... Um, you can see that there is a couple of other guards out there with these same black beat sticks that are donning the cufflinks. Every guard we've seen has been a red dragonborn? No. Good question. I would say that uh, most, all of the guards are dragonborn. How Well, most of them that you've seen. Sorry, some of these details I'm still trying to remind myself of. We'll go with a yes. All of the drag, all of the guards up until this point that you have seen have been dragonborns. However, you will have noticed that they are all of chromatic dragon descent. None of them have been of other metallic or uh, stone gemstone dragon. Gem, yeah. yeah, gem. That's what I thought. I definitely think Theltis is like, I think he's stink-eyeing every every time he sees one of these dragonborns as acting like a real a real tool bag. I think that he's he's just like stink-eyeing them in a very disapproving fashion. Um, I think that's just I think much more than any any other like any other like race that he sees doing this. Like if a, if a fellow dragonborn is like. Being a real turd burger, I think he's definitely, definitely <laughs> staring him down. Okay, <laughs> whole lot of turd burgers up in this joint, apparently. <clears throat> I do like the caveat that Belt is okay if other races do it, but if it's Dragonborn, it's too far, <laughs> too close to home, <laughs> too close to home. Um, as once again, I suppose for the sake of brevity, we'll move this line along. And um, unless there's anything you'd like to do before you reach the front. Uh, But I will describe what you observe before it is your turn. How's that? Yeah, that that works. Okay. Um, As you approach the front of the line, you see that the guard's garb changes. Instead of being in this more pirate leather cloth type clothing. Now all of a sudden they're in armor. Now they're outfitted with weapons and some with swords, some with axes. All of them with these black uh, sticks. Night sticks, beat sticks. I gotta come up with a good word for it. We'll figure it out for episode two. However, they all have one. The other thing that you'll Notice, I might be giving away too much information without enough rolls, but I don't really care. Um, 
The other thing that you notice is that they all have these whips on their side as well. They're all they're rolled up, coiled up, fastened to the side of their belt, but they all have it. Um their armor is just gray, maybe steel, probably weak, not very high class, not very high end, but they're armored now. Um and you see them you see the one of the dragonborn guards is donning each uh, set of plat or black cufflinks, and they are unhinging. And when they bend down, well, when they bend down to touch the ankle cufflinks, they touch the left cufflink, and then they touch the right cufflink. Uh. Right. And then you see them handing them each individual that passes through after having their cufflinks donned. It moves on to the next person who is handing out what you believe to be a bedroll. Uh, it looks like a looks like a sleeping bag. The next person hands them a small leather pouch that you don't know what's in it. Um, so, anything before it's your turn? Uh, Junior's gonna kind of, like, scurry up to Relic and go, uh, hey, Relic, um, I've never really been taken mm-hmm. prisoner before, and they don't normally, I'm assuming, give out, like, a bunch of food, so don't tell them that you don't need food, because we might need that food. Oh, I see. Yeah, so you would like me to give you any of the rations that I get because they don't know that I don't need to eat, but you know that I don't need to eat. And you, being a squishy humanoid kind of thing, needs to eat. So I will be giving you all of my extra rations because they're going to give me without knowing that I don't need them. I mean, I, I you are out. smart. I you are you are a large and smart man, Junior. Uh, I do. I do my best. I uh, also try to uh, like work out. Squishy was kind of um, a one kind of hurt, but you don't know that about me yet, so that's fair. Um, I'll also work on you know being less squishy. But uh, yeah, I don't necessarily worry too much about myself. But um, he like kind of nods towards belt is like any meal could be his last so we should probably like try to make sure they're bigger um ah yeah his age is quite advanced i will be honest i i kind of thought he might have thrown a hip when we were coming here he like started to like limp out of nowhere i don't know if that was uh because he hurt himself but we should maybe see if we can't help him a little bit more um i'll, I'll mm. make sure i save mm-hmm. some rations for him too but just don't don't tell him that he, he does don't. tend to creak and pop as he moves about he's quite a loud figure in that sense i thought that was you because of the metal uh, that, okay wow yeah we need to figure that out he's gonna be hurting <laughs> and juniors turns around and looks at all he's like just smile like, yeah <sighs> <laughs> <Hands up. laughs> 
I, I think it's our turn now, fellas. We should we should hurry up before they, you know, try to zap us again. And uh, who, I suppose, Relic, you were in line first, I think? Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, step on up, then. And, uh... Hi. Uh, whatever. And, uh, stick out your arms. Okay. And he's like, thumbs up. Great. And, uh, he kneels over, taps the left, taps the right, and then taps the center. I'm sure you think you're a warforged and all tough-like, but don't think that these cufflinks won't keep you here. Carry on. Um, well, I don't know what a warforged is, sir. Carry on! um, What am I supposed to carry, sir? I'm not clear. I'm not sure of the instructions. Next. If I'm being honest. See that one for the bag. Carry on. Oh, okay. And he just continues and line. And uh, you you step over to the the next dragonborn. Uh, where's your bag? And it's a map. On it is your assigned cell. You are to check in at each location. There you will find all of the things that you need to survive, do your job, and not die until we say you can. I actually don't think I can die. Um, it's an interesting Move on! About... Okay. And, uh, alright, who's next? Uh, I think Beltus is next in line. Um, alright. I... <laughs> Hands out, then. Beltus puts his uh, puts his hands out. Um, there's like a, a second delay, but he puts them out pretty quickly. Good. And he uh, leans down, does the same thing to the ankle bindings, and then before he touches your wrist bindings, he says, "Don't get any ideas about that dragon breath of yours, you disgusting gem. If you even so close as use it, you are gonna find out what that solitary confinement is all about." And he. Dons the uh, wrist guards and they come unglued. Carry on. Deltas carries on, but <laughs> I think that he, uh, I think that he makes a mental note of who this drag of this dragonborn's face. He mental note of ah oh, fuck that guy immediately. That guy. Chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, actually, here's a question. I think that he would ask them. <clears throat> Of course, sir. I'll happily move move over, but uh, may I ask what your name is? Roger. Roger, Roger. Classic family name. He moves next. <laughs> Who's the next person? Roger the 38. <laughs> it's not Gary or Larry, so we're going to go with Roger. Roger, Dodger, <laughs> Dodger. <laughs> There's a few there. We might just We might find them just yet. <laughs> Next. Uh yeah. Junior Junior walks up his hands are already out. My, aren't you a tall ugly one? And uh does the same thing to you to your ankles and then to your wrist. When do we get a said uh ravens? I need to let my dad know where I'm at. Mm, never. We don't get to call home. What do you think this is? You're ours now. 
I don't know. I don't know what this is. Exactly. Carry on. I'll ask that. Okay, I'll ask them. Junior gets to the next guy, receiving the the sack or whatever. And he's, so he's the guy before said that you might know uh, where to send ravens from. I need to. I need to let my dad know. Okay. Oh, oh, you want to send a little raven to daddy? Yeah. Do, do well, you? I don't you, call him daddy. That's kind of weird. You want to send a little raven home to tell him that you're still alive? Do you? I find it. I find this tone not necessarily representative of what you're saying. Great. Good. Because you're ours now. Why do people keep sitting? He just, like, walks away. Good day, chosen one. And Thank uh, you, unchosen one. And, uh... Asher follows suit quietly. Hands his things and, uh... Says, well, I guess... Where should we start? I mean, we could go see what our living quarters are like, but I don't know. I pull out the map and the list of places we need to go. What's the um, itinerary? The the uh, the known itinerary is is that at some point today you need to visit um, multiple a handful of places. It doesn't say where, or I mean what you will receive. It says that you must go to the quarry, which is uh, number five. It says that you must go to the mess hall, which is mark number two. Um, and that you must head to the your personal quarters, as well as the courtyard, which is eleven. Where is 11? I said, am I tripping? I don't see an 11. <laughs> okay. Don't worry about 11. It we need to is... add 11. We're <laughs> for later today. <laughs> that's fine. Ah. I didn't proofread any of this. You guys, so that's my fault. That's my fault. To the courtyard. <laughs> <laughs> that's on me. That's on me. I'm going to own that. The, I will, the courtyard is adjacent kind of to the left lower side of where your, uh, your cell house is. Kind of. Gotcha. Um, you can kind of see like a small little spot of water. There's like a whole yep. little section there, and I probably I messed that up. So that's we'll, add, we'll add an eleven. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think Junior to Asher, Deltas and Relic says. I mean, I imagine we should set this stuff down, right? We have other places to go. Let's maybe go check our our living quarters. What do you think, Felton? <sighs> I didn't mean to scare you. Sorry. <clears throat> oh, it's okay. I'm my uh, uh, dragonborn got to me. Um, yes, I, I think that whatever we can do to stay out of the way of the gods and not raise their ire would be my choice. But honestly, this has been a tiring journey, and I wouldn't mind sitting down for a minute if possible. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like um. Looks like our cell house is about almost most of the way through the, everything, so I think that that's where we should head first. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, Asher, you, you, I mean, do you see your brother? I know there's a lot of people here, but... No, I've been uh, looking around frantically, but so far 
I mean, he should stick out like a proverbial sore thumb. I mean, tieflings, you know, you'd think that they would... We're not generally very well liked. So, I imagine I'll... I'll identify him hopefully soon. Um, and as you guys are walking along, to the right, you see that large-scale wall. Atop of it, uh, guards posted along the whole stretch, pacing up and down. It heads towards a large building. On your left are other small uh, huts, if you will. These ones, they just look normal. Nothing, nothing off there. Um, as you make your way up the hill, because for the most part, this is all headed uphill, right? Um, from from right to left, it, it's all heading up into the mountain. As you head up the first initial walkway, um, to your left, you see down a pathway. Uh, on the map, it would be, I believe that's an eight, that's the solitary cells. There's a gate there. Uh, about... 20 feet in um, with more heavily guarded guards or heavily armored guards at the front of it. You see a long building, not many lights on it, not many windows either, mostly just solid doors. Um, Headed up the pathway just a bit more, you reach number one, the vault. The vault uh, out front of it two large double doors um, guarded by I would call like exquisitely armored these ones are garnished in black armor Uh, they wear face shields you can't identify what race they are Uh, standing at post not talking, not moving it is locked down As you curve towards the left, um, you begin to see some inmate prisoner cells, if you will. And they're just small houses along the edges. Um, And then you come to the most beautiful building that has a very peaceful, uh, almost like garden if you will mostly just sand and some other trees um and it's high up on like raised a little bit and it just looks like a beautiful building um and at to your to your right you now see more in cell houses and uh as you arrive Astra says i think this is ours I think Feltus would uh, would make his way in first, um, you know, kind of for the first time, I think, taking the lead just because he <laughs> potentially sees uh, comfort ahead. Good. Uh, uh, Junior, like, hurries up. He's like, oh, let me get the door for you. And he, like, opens the door for Feltus. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, son. I appreciate that. It, you know, Splinter's... It's been a long day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a wooden... It's a wooden door... You know, it does look like at least a sturdy structure. Uh, as I mentioned, they're all made... The rooftops are made of this red brick shingling. 
and the home structures are also well put together. Just this gray rock brick that is upholding them. On the inside, you find um, you find six beds. Um, two, uh, they are all pairs of bunk beds, um, and a small bathroom, which does have an enclosed space for some privacy. However, it's very small. Um, it's very knit, and on it are old, decrepit, falling apart pads on each of the bunks. What are the bunks made out of? Are they wood? Metal? Wood. wood. Uh, out of respect for whoever might be laying below me, I'm going to take a bottom bunk. Hmm? Uh, Feltus would also take a bottom bunk. Absolutely. I don't think he's going to want to mess with uh, those stairs. Uh, the ladders. Yeah. Uh... I guess I'll take one of the top bunks. Um, as he peers into that uh, one of the top bunks, there's a figure there, and uh, you hear a "Excuse me." He's like, "Oh, my apologies. I'll take this one over here." And that's all. There's four, four bunks, and one's already taken. There's six bunks. Oh, six and, bunks, gotcha, and one gotcha, of them gotcha. is already taken. Okay. Uh, is there, like, doing a quick scan of the room, is there anybody else in the, I guess, other three potential beds? No, you don't see anybody else. Asher, at this point, has hopped up onto the, the, I want to show you, but I haven't. But let's say it's, you've got two beds across on the wall right here, and as you come into the room, you've got the two bunks here, and then you've got one up against the wall on the far end, and then there's a small pathway into the bathroom, um, and uh, there's really, I mean, they're bunk beds, but there's still not a whole lot of room for activities. <laughs> That's the opposite of what bunk beds are for. I know that is, but... Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, Deltus would, uh, would definitely position his uh, bunk near uh near the giant goliath who he has befriended and between uh wherever a relic ends up going i'm trying to position himself let's, in between the two let's so let's say that the unknown figure currently is was in the top bunk on the far end of the room right so these set of bunks you've got these two here completely empty um maybe asher took the top one on the left so you have the bottom on the left and the top and the bottom on the right. Uh, Relic, since you don't necessarily like sleep too much, why don't you take the one with uh, that's up against the wall facing the door, so you can, you know, let us know if someone's coming in. And also, it sounds like there's a new friend for you to make. You're muted. Dan, you're muted. He doesn't sound uh, too agreeable. Do you think I should still introduce myself? I'd maybe let him wake up on his own first. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I've been told that 
um, humanoids like yourselves get quite grouchy if they don't get the required amount of sleep that they should be getting. A general good rule of thumb. Hungry, too. If we haven't eaten, we tend to be angry. Hmm. Hmm. That is interesting. Always a good thing to offer whenever, you know, someone might be uh, grumpy towards you. Just ask them if they've eaten or slept that day. Kind of gives you mm -hmm. a baseline on what you're working with. So ask them if they've eaten or slept. That is good. That is good advice, Junior. I think so, too. I, uh... I need to remember that. Uh, Deltas, are you are you doing okay? Do you have enough padding? You can have my bed pad if you need. I appreciate your offer. I I believe I will. This, these ones, these meager offerings, will suffice for now. But I will keep it in mind. I genuinely do appreciate the offer, though. So, um, just. For my notes here, um, Relic is taking the bunk underneath the unknown figure. The one that's facing the door? Yep. Yeah, the closest to the door, so yes. We're not that's not close, it's the opposite nope. of the door, but it's facing the door. Correct. So, door, Relic's bunk. Yes. Across the room, right? So, you've got... Asher on the left on the top bunk, and Theltis jumped on the top bunk on the right. No, I think he would take. Uh, I think he would try to be. He's trying to be on the bottom bunk, and I think he would either go underneath Asher. He'd probably go underneath Asher because he recognizes okay. him. Okay, sure. All right. And Junior's on the bottom bunk of the unoccupied. Perfect. All right. Top bunk to not kill anything that's underneath him. Okay. Good. <laughs> Um, good. Right. Well, since we're all settled, should we, uh, try and go somewhere? Yeah, we have a few places we need to visit, right? Uh, I guess first place we should probably go is the mess hall. I mean, it's been a little bit since we've eaten. Yeah, it's a. I would say it's about probably close to midday now, um, between the travel time and the getting in and getting out. And yeah, it reminds me we need to do the mess hall, the quarry, and the courtyard, right? Right. So, yep, mess hall, quarry, courtyard. Those are your three. And then in the sack, was there anything besides the map and itinerary requirements? Nope, that was it. Okay. Uh, Relic's get, or not Relic, wow. Junior's gonna commit those to memory. Uh, okay. The uh, four places he needs to go. Okay. I, I will say that just for the sake of, because I keep forgetting details and first time or something. Um, each bunk has it kind of like the, uh, I'll say the wood part of the bed lifts up, and inside of it is storage. Ah, okay. You, so, Good so like now. the from underneath the mattress is kind of like a yep. like a storage. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Uh, maybe so junior... maybe six inches deep. Let's not okay. much. Not too. It's very shallow. So Junior is going to open the hatch, and he's going to place the map and the list inside 
He's already committed it to memory. Um, he's going to keep the small sack with him. Okay. And inside the sack, he's going to, if it's still there, uh, remove the plate that he folded up that was like in his waistband. Mm -hmm. Is that still there? Yep. Nobody checked you. Okay. Um, and before he places it in, he is going to, because it's kind of thin, it's kind of like a, you aim for like a rectangular shape. He's just going to kind of origami fold it so it's now sort of like a, a 90 degree turn towards the top. So it's just like a it's like a 90 degree L at okay. this point. Good. And right. he's going to put it in the sack and he's ready to go. Great. All right. Um, I think just as you guys are, I suppose, about to venture out, suddenly you hear these loud bells ringing out throughout the whole stronghold and you hear everybody out all of these footsteps quicken and people are moving and uh you you hear the you hear the voice from the top bunk uh above you relic is means you're supposed to stay here best not hurry off anywhere yet what's what do the bells mean what are the bells what happened and that's where we're going to leave this episode. <laughs> what are the bells? What are the bells? What are the bells? Oh, fuck. Thank you for listening to the Almost Heroes and their mostly 5th edition D&D adventures. We post new podcast episodes every Monday, and you can catch us live on Twitch every Tuesday at 7 p.m. PST at twitch.tv slash bangerangbobby. See you there.